I want for Christmas is you. Mariah Carey, 24 years ago, 400,000 she earns every year from singing that song. So I have said to Ollie today, we need to come up with something that can be played every single Christmas that just rolls in the money. But I think what I really wanted to ask is not what do you want for Christmas today, but is there anything that you would trade in for any of the promises of Christ? Is there anything that you can think of that is more valuable than any of the promises of Christ that we have? So today I'm talking to you about the promise of forgiveness, and I hope your answer is no. And if it's not no at the start, hopefully by the end of the message it will definitely be no, because there is nothing that we can trade in for all the promises that we have received through Christ Jesus. And as I said, I want to tell you a story about a lady I met in Thailand a few weeks ago. Her name is Rita. She's a very pretty young lady. Um, she's 31, around that age now. Her parents passed away when she was 17. And she had three siblings to look after. She was the oldest. So she started working as a prostitute in one of the lady bars in Pattaya. During this time, she had three children. The father obviously was not around, and one day she could not cope any longer. So there was a Christian charity out there that she went to, and they took her children from her and sort of gave her time to sort herself out because she was also HIV positive. At the time when I met this lady, she had accepted the Lord. She had learned a new skill in hairdressing, and she was walking or working in a Christian saloon right on the streets where she had been rescued from. And of course, other prostitutes come into the saloon and it's her opportunity to tell, her, tell them her story and how Christ has forgiven her. And that really is what we're talking about. The promise of forgiveness. It is God taking us from wherever we are, wherever we are, cleansing us, wiping us, and making us people that can only sing about his praises. Isaiah 1.18 says, Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. You see, God has made a way for forgiveness, not just for some sins, but for all of it. There is no sin that is too big or too small that God cannot forgive. So no matter what you've done, no matter what I've done, no matter what I do, God will forgive me if I come to him in faith. This is the promise of forgiveness. This is God's gift to you and I. Ephesians 1, 6 to 7 says, let us praise God for his glorious grace, for the free gift he gave us in his dear son. For by the blood of Christ, we are set free. By the blood of Christ, our sins are forgiven. How great is the grace of God. God's grace is amazing. It's all about God. And it's all about what God chooses to do on our behalf, even though we don't deserve it and can do absolutely nothing to earn it. God chose to give us the free gift of his son. God decided that Jesus would shed his blood. It was all God's decision to forgive you, and to make a way for us to always be forgiven, no matter 
what we do. Forgiveness is the act of excusing or pardoning another in spite of their slight shortcomings and error. It is God pardoning us for our sins and releasing us from the implications and effects of that. Psalm 103, 10 to 12 says, God has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor has he punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. This is what God has already done for you and I. And if you think about it, if our sins had not been forgiven, we would be separated from God today, from his love, from his life, from his presence, from being able to fellowship freely and worship freely and delightfully enjoy the presence of God like we do today. We will not be entitled to partake of any of those good and precious promises that James spoke about last week, which gives us strength, courage, patience, and hope to carry on in every situation that comes our way. We will not be or become the person that God created us to be, fully expressing his image and his likeness in us and taking our rightful place here on earth as God already predestined for us. So don't let us ever take this grace for granted, but let us embrace it. Let us give all the glory to God for it. You see, the promise of forgiveness dates back a long time. In the Old Testament, the priests would offer a lot of animal sacrifices, elaborate, detailed sacrifices, just for the forgiveness of the people of Israel. That was before Christ. So there was a lot of ritual in it because, you see, God always went to great lengths in his desire, in his pursuit, and his passion to restore his people back to himself. Blood had to be shed because the Lord demanded that there could be no remission of sin without the shedding of blood. And that is why Jesus had to shed his blood on the cross at Calvary. Jesus completely, when he came, did away with the requirements of the temple rituals and sacrifices when he died on the cross because it was only a temporary measure and he could not remove sin permanently. In Hebrews 10, 11 to 14, the Bible says, day after day, the priest will stand and perform all these religious duties. Again and again, he would offer the same sacrifices under the old covenant, which could never take away sins. It says, but when this priest, talking about Jesus Christ, had offered for all time, that is for every time to come, just one sacrifice himself for sins, the Bible says he sat down, job done, at the right hand of God. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. For by one sacrifice, he has made you and I perfect forever. By one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those of us who are being made holy. That's you and I. If you accepted Jesus, that is you and I. He has made you and I perfect forever. You see, some religions will demand certain things that we need to do before God can forgive us. But there's no sacrifice, there's no ritual, there's no human performance or loops required for us to receive forgiveness. I grew up in Nigeria, and when I was young, my mom took me to a white garment church. And I remember in that church, they would ask us to drink holy water, or they'd ask you to bath in a river, or they'd ask you to sleep on the premises for a few days just so that you can get 
to God and God could answer your prayers. Some other religions may ask us to do penance, you know, doing a good deed to make up for past wrongs or the punishment of inflicting pain on oneself because of a wrong done. I promise you that there is nowhere in the new covenant that God requires any of this from us. And sometimes this is hard for us to comprehend because we feel we need to do something. You know, it's, it's I've done you wrong, so I need to do something to make up. But God doesn't want us to do anything because Jesus did everything. And we need to remember that forgiveness is a free gift of grace initiated by God and completed perfectly by God through our Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus was on earth in Luke 5:24, Jesus said to the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, he says, you need to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. God gave him the authority to forgive sins. And the truth of the matter is that before the foundations of the world, God had already decided that Jesus was going to come and he was going to redeem you and I through his precious blood. In 1 Peter 1, 18 to 20, it says, For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, or Christmas presents, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. In verse 20, it says, He was chosen before before the world was created, before Adam, before the Old Testament, he was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for our sake. I don't know, but that blows my mind. That even before I ever committed the first sin or any sin, even before I was even born, God had already decided that he was going to send Jesus and that Jesus was going to shed his blood on the cross, so that today I could enjoy that promise of forgiveness. To be redeemed means to be paid for in full. It means to be bought back from bondage of sin or slavery of sin because the full price has been paid. And that's what I want to say to you today. The full price for your forgiveness has been paid. There is nothing that you can do that hasn't been covered by what Jesus has done. In Ephesians 1, 4, 7, the Bible also says in verse 4 that God chose us in Christ before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless before him. He chose us in Christ before. And he says in him we have redemption. We are set free. We can receive that promise today, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. You see, forgiveness is based on the grace of God. And that grace is vast. It is limitless. And it is unsurpassing. It is not based on what you think or what I think or how I think how bad it is what you've done or how you think how bad it is what I've done. It's not based on any of that. It is purely according to the grace of God. And that's what we need to understand. Because we judge ourselves based on our perception of how bad it is. But God judges us based on the grace that he has already made available to us that guarantees us that promise of forgiveness. 
So the promise is ours today. The price has been paid in full. All we need to do is we need to come. We need to repent. We need to confess that we have sinned. And he will forgive us quickly. (laughs) And once forgiven, forever forgiven. And that is so important because sometimes we need to forgive ourselves. I don't know if you are like me. Sometimes, you know, even after I've said to God, like the Bible says in 1 John 1, 8 and 9, that I should confess my sin and he's faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Even when I come, I sometimes have a hard time forgiving myself. But you need to because it has nothing to do with you. And you always need to point back to the grace of God that actually gave us that great gift That means I can say, God, forgive me. And without batting an eyelid, he forgives me and he does not remember. And I need to stop reminding him by going to him tomorrow again and saying, God, you know what I said to you yesterday? Just in case you didn't hear me. I just need to remind you not to forget to forgive me for what I did to James last week. You know, we need to take it by faith and believe that once forgiven, we are forever forgiven. The Bible says in Acts 3.19, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away, that the times of refreshing may come from the Lord. So I don't know about you, but if you need to confess, I would, I would encourage anybody, do it quickly because God loves you and God earnestly wants to forgive you. Don't ever shy away from running to God as quickly as you can. Whatever you do, because you know in here where you've done wrong, let's be honest, we know, you know, and just ask him and he will. You know, God gives us everything in abundance, so we have more than enough to give to others around us. It gives us joy so we can spread joy to the world. It gives us love so we can love one another. It gives us peace so we can live peaceably with one another. It gives us hope so we can minister hope to someone in a desperate situation. But he also forgives us so that we can forgive other people. The Bible says in Colossians 3.13, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Mark 11.25 says, When you stand praying, if you want your prayers to be answered, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. And that is, I know it's not easy, but you see, God will never ask you to do something that he hasn't given you the grace and the enablement to do. And for me, how it starts is it starts with a decision. I decide between God and I that I choose to forgive. And once I've made that decision, the next thing I do is I pray for the person as hard as it is. And I do that not because of me, and not even because of the person, but because of my love for God. And because I know that he also paid a great price for my forgiveness. So I pray for them. I bless them as much as I could. And I ask God to forgive me for my part in whatever it was and to help us both. Then I allow the Holy Spirit to lead me however and whenever, being ready to do whatever he asks me to do towards this other person in love. And you know what that does? It releases me. It releases me to worship. And love God freely and painlessly. And really, that is all God asks us to do. 
when it comes to forgiving somebody else. He will help you. His grace is there. You know, I was in a sticky place not too long ago, you know, and it's one of those places where you sort of know everything is not okay. You know, you, you're feeling not too good, but you can't really put your hand on it. What exactly is it? You know, and, and you're being a bit touchy and, you know, shouting on the dog. I have a lovely dog, you know. Um, I don't want to say shouting on the husband and the children. I say shouting on the dog, you know, <laughs> and just generally knowing that something is wrong, but you can't, you don't know what it is. And I remember praying to God and asking God, what is going on? And the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, I was focusing so much on receiving that I had forgotten to give. And sometimes we're like that. We focus so much on receiving from God and we forget to give. And the Bible actually says it is more blessed to give than to receive. And the equation in God's sight is that the more you give, the more you get. So let's spend this Christmas giving. Let's give forgiveness. Yes, receive it. That's easy because it's just you kneeling down here just saying, God, forgive me. And he will. But let's also give forgiveness. Someone said the best gift you can give away this Christmas is forgiveness. It's priceless and it has immeasurable rewards. It sure will make you happy and it will make you healthier. Let us pray. Father, we just want to thank you for the promise of forgiveness. We want to thank you for what you have done for us through Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for the sacrifice. We want to thank you for the price. We want to thank you that today, because of what Christ did, we can come before you no matter what we've done, even if we just did it this morning or we did it. However, we can come and say, Lord, forgive us. And you said you are faithful and just. And you do. So today we receive your forgiveness. I receive your forgiveness. And I join the church and we together receive your forgiveness, Lord, for any area of our lives where it is required. And I pray for the grace and the strength and the courage and the boldness and the faith over this coming day to also forgive other people. Lord, there's a world out there that needs to know that you have forgiven them. Help us to tell them. Help us to tell them so that they also can come into this wonderful place of fellowship that you have placed man and created man for in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.